Hi, my name is Donna Ritchie, and welcome to another episode of Sip Happens. So this week, my guests are Ivy Smith. Hello. And Thomas Ware Third. What's up? All right. And so today we're going to be sampling some sparkling wines from a really cool winery called mm. Lolia. All right. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Ready. Okay. So I, what do you notice in front of you? What do you have in front of you? Well, we got one that's kind of a peach color. Blush, blush colored with yeah. bubbles. bubbles. Lots of visible bubbles. 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 Uh, the other one is kind of um, really clear. Um, a lot of clarity. Uh, yeah, that's what I say. I'd say they both have decent legs on them, the, the white. Yeah. The, the, well, it's kind of a really, really light yellow, but it's very clear. Yeah. And... It's got good legs on it, which means nice. it's going to be sweet enough. But the pink, the blush-colored, I can definitely tell this has some kind of sparkle to it because of the bubbles. And when you stir it up, when you swash it around in your cup, you can see the bubbles Still kind of come up. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if I told you guys um, that these were both sangrias, would you believe me? No. <laughs> I don't even know what a sangria is. Ah. Uh, so explain mm. that one to me. All right, so sangrias are basically, I don't want to say hooch, but. <laughs> <laughs> so sangrias are wines um, infused with all kinds of fruits. So it's when oh. people are just taking all their fruits and adding them to red wines. And a lot of people usually make their own sangrias. Um, you mm. know, it's springtime. It's starting to get a little bit warmer. And um, we're getting ready for more outdoor type activities. And sangrias are perfect for that. But most of the time when you see sangrias, you think red, uh, red wines. Um, and so I wanted to kind of throw you for a loop today. So, yeah. So these are sangrias, and they're from a winery, a uh, little small one. Um, they don't have a big production. So um, so it's not limited, kind of like your big box stores that you see. It's really interesting. You'll see a lot of the same wines right when you go in the big stores walmart yes. costco wherever um and it's kind of the same same brands mm -hmm. you know yes. a million of them high production um these are not so they're they're um a little bit more eclectic a little bit harder to get and keep um but they're one of my favorites uh and i don't know if it's because the bottle you know we talked about the, the bottles, bottles being cool. Really cool yeah I, I like the little uh like the milk jug top that comes on it. I mean, it's it's got the little uh, the little metal uh, whatever. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, I mean, those are those are they, they look like the kind of bottles that you would collect. Like yeah. you would keep them. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you do with them. I don't know. Hey, you put them up for decoration. I, not just like these, but when I was a kid, we had some bottles with the milk tops like that. Yeah. That we kept around the house, kind of in the windowsills. Amber-colored ones, blue ones to catch the light. And that would be kind of neat with the kind of polka dot print these yeah. have. Yeah. So these are my favorite. If y'all, if you know me at all, you know I'm, I love to upcycle everything. Um, so I have a million wine bottles, it seems like, at home. But these are my favorite. So I use um, them for my olive oils and my avocado oils. Oh, okay. I also, because uh, I like things to be pretty. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I put my um, detergent in. I, so I use them in my laundry room. Right, so you can just open the lid, pour them in. Yeah. Right, top now you of the must be the only machine. one doing laundry because if my husband doesn't have the cap, he doesn't know how much to <coughs> yeah, put in. But the laundry. these already have the cap on them, so it's really cool. Yeah, and the cool thing about these is some of the bottles from these Lolias, you can just 
pull the wrapper off and and it works so and they're clear or you can do your your uh, water we keep uh water um in in the fridge too the girls can grab it take it pour it looks pretty on the table definitely so yeah so what where is this winery okay so the Oh my gosh, I can't remember right offhand. This is the back of the product of Spain. There we go. That's Spain. where. Um, Spanish. Yeah, so we've got some the grapes that are coming there. It's a small um, company, and most sangria wines come from Spain as well. It's kind of that's the origination of the sangria, and so um, so let's try it. Let's try the blush one. So okay. this sangria is actually a rosé. And rosé is very, very trendy, hmm. very sparkling. It's got a pale pink color. Um, the cool thing about it is you start smelling the aroma. So, you know, as whenever it's we do sip happens, we're doing wine. Smell. Yeah, we like to smell, look at it, really stick our nose in the glass. Hmm. There's something I'm, I'm, I can't quite pick up. I can't quite put my finger it's on Florally? It. You know... I think Smell I'm picking flowers. up a subtone of it, and it's like um, like aged cheese, how it just has a very strong uh-huh. smell, yeah. but okay. it's not bad. It's good. Yeah. So that's probably the ginger you're smelling. Okay. That's probably, yeah. And it also has um, hibiscus flower. Oh. oh that's, that sounds very uh, <laughs> tropical. Absolutely. So rosés are made with white and red grapes. So that's what we're looking at. Um, and sangrias are, like I said, they usually have the extra fruits added. Oh, yeah, that's not bad at all. It reminds me of how when you drink a, a good fresh lemonade, mm-hmm. how the, the aftertaste, it's not bitter. It just feels refreshed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, and for this, what would you want to pair with this? What, like, is there a food or is this more of a drink on its own type of thing? Okay, definitely with friends, um, with these sangrias, especially with like a rosé, uh, almost any kind of picnic fare that you would have. You know, if you're going to have chicken, fried chicken, um, sandwiches, uh, those would be great pairings with this. It, burgers, I mean. Stuff you're going to eat at the cookout yeah, or, you anything, know, at the picnic table yes, or something yes. else. Anything you're going to eat like as a picnic style food huh. would be Potato great. salad. Mm. Mm-hmm. That might work. Yeah. <laughs> Is the first thing that just popped into my mind. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That is good. Very different. It's got a different taste. Yeah, it. it you know what? It kind of reminds me of Fresca. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You remember Fresca? Yes. I don't yes. even know if they still have Fresca, but I never really liked it. But I did. I did drink it before, and it was like kind of that grapefruit kind of yeah. taste, or mm-hmm. whatever that was, some kind of citrus. Now, it really surprised me when you said that these are sangrias because where I'm from in Central California, sangrias, a lot of people make their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very common. And restaurants that serve them often make their own. They don't purchase any. They make it. So, And it's usually a lot darker than this. Maybe that's just my perception of it. Yeah. But yeah. So I wouldn't have ever thought that these are sangria. Yeah. And, you know, we get a lot of um, clients that come in or customers that come in and they're they are uh, looking to make their own sangria. So it's really fun. Like, and every time they come in, I'm always asking them, how, okay, how do you make yours? So we do have a lot of people that come in and uh, create their own sangria. Wow. That sounds a lot like cooking. I'm probably not going to do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like it made. Yeah. 
And the, I think the um, because they talk about this would be so great, you know, taking it outside, outdoors, on a picnic, to the lake. I think that's kind of the um, idea behind having it come with a lid already. So, um, and the other thing that they, that this winery promotes too is that the alcohol content is pretty low in it. Um, and so, I don't know, and, and Italians drink all the time. I mean, it's funny how other countries, their perception yeah. and their culture well, on drinking have, wine have, have as wine opposed to the, you know, how we are in the States. Every, yeah, with every meal. Yeah, like, definitely. I, I had uh, some friends of the family that had some of his wife's distant relatives come from Spain, and they thought it was just crazy that we didn't keep wine in our homes, yeah. you know, and, and they think it's really kind of amusing to them that it has to do with, with just religious things when yeah. a lot of them come from uh, the Roman Catholic Church where wine is an acceptable mm-hmm. drink as long as you're not a drunk, so to speak. Right. As long as you're not abusing it. It's just a normal beverage, and they, they wouldn't drink soda, they didn't want anything to do with our artificial juices or anything yeah. like that. So they drank water because we didn't have wine. Yeah. So Isn't that you know, figure. But and mm. then you also think about it, uh, people that go to Europe, like on work study or uh year abroad, a lot of people will come back and say, It is so weird here because we don't drink wine or we have such strict restrictions on alcohol, period. Yeah. As far a lot as of countries, you can you, you can be eighteen and you know and legally drink, or yeah, it's something that's in the home all the time. That yeah, there was there was some places in Germany where I was there when I was fourteen, and they were offering me wine with dinner and stuff, and it was like, yeah, wow, it's just you know culture shock, I guess. Yeah, it's it's interesting how we kind of demonized you know um, with everything on yeah everything (laughs) (laughs) demonize everything until it makes us money yes Yes. once it makes us money it has a redeeming quality absolutely american dream yeah (laughs) absolutely so yeah so these the um these wines have a lower alcohol uh content level and i want to say they're five to seven percent again and so they really write you know they they tell you you know it's great to drink as an aperitif or with your sandwich at lunch and then Sit around in the afternoon with your friends or finish off your dinner dessert. So, and these are sparkling, um, sweet, you know, more on the sweet side. So, again, they would be great with um, any of your desserts as a dessert as well. I think I'm going to try this with another strawberry, and I don't know how this is going to go, so we'll find out. (laughs) Sorry, these strawberries are very juicy, but I like it. Oh, I'm with you. (laughs) <laughs> see it it i like the way it blends with strawberry it still reminds me of lemonade it's it's fresh mm-hmm. it's crisp it's it's not heavy it doesn't taste artificial yeah like some uh alcohols and things like that in my limited experience i'll say they taste too processed too yeah so all the cheap alcohol you've drank in your life doesn't compare to a really good wine? Is that what you're trying to say? I'm saying that those uh, wine cooler type of wines I yeah. drank in my youth have nothing on oh. this. Oh, so you, you you're wouldn't saying, compare you're saying this saying to Boone's a wine Farm, cooler, right? Boone's Farm isn't quite as good as, uh, yeah. as this Lolia. No, no, no. But, you know, very rarely when we're young do we pair it with food. <laughs> yeah. 
That's true, too. You, know, you only pair it with friends yes. and a good time. Yes, and you rarely have money for food on top of it. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Okay, so the Italians don't say sparkling, right? They say a frizzante, a little bit of a fizz or a frizz. Frizzante. Um, yeah, frizzante. So, um, so you're going to see that on the label on the bottle as well, too. Okay, so we have another one. It's a little more, what, straw-colored? Yeah. Um, more golden. Yeah, and a lot of time they call it a cocktail, too. I think because... Um, it's enhanced. Okay, so a few weeks ago, I brought you guys, uh, or we tried the um, Canna Venus. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh. I've been meaning to come by and get some of that. Yeah, yeah. it was very good. Yes. Absolutely. So, yeah, it was great. Uh, so, it's if for those of you who may not listen to that episode on a podcast, um, it, it is a... Wine, sweet wine. It's actually a Moscato. It's Moscato. a white, yeah. and it has some leaves <coughs> all around it uh, because it is designed to enhance uh, your cannabis experience. It doesn't have any cannabis in it. It's just um, designed the to flavors. Pair with it. Yes, to pair with it, yeah. enhance it. You know, really bring out the flower, the flavors in it. So I really grabbed this one with that in mind just to kind of see how you would compare it because this one is also a white wine. It has some wild apples in it. Can you smell it? I can smell that. I was like, this makes me think of apple. Yeah, and it also has the elderberry in it Mm. as well. And it also has a little bit of mint. Okay, I think... So it should be pretty comparable, like, you know, to the can of Venus. The mint, yes, I'm tasting the mint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the mint mint is really... Um, powerful. I can't say I like it as much as what we tried before. Yeah. yeah. But it's still, it's a good contender. I like it better than I liked the, uh, let's see, what did we try before the Moscato? The Grigios? Yeah, the Grigios. The mm-hmm. Grigios. I, I did not necessarily care for those, but I do have a sweet tooth, and I think that carries over into alcohol for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and for a lot of people it does, especially when they're first starting out. That's the, kind of the starter. Huh? Yeah, when you're starting which is why, out. you know, we we thought these would be great ones to start out um, our early episodes with, um, something that people would be more familiar with on yes. their, their sweet palates that they have and oh, let yeah. them grow. I know for me, that's how we grew. Uh, we grew from that sweet palate and kind of grew into some other things. You know, you got to start somewhere, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> got to crawl before you can walk. That's right. <laughs> It's kind of, I think, reminds me of why I like to mix vodka with things like cranberry. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I was intended to drink wine, and I just never realized it until now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like, I like the the fruit flavor with the alcohol. It it takes off some of the bitterness. Yeah, yeah it really does. Uh, I taste more green apple in this. Yeah, one. you do. You can really you apple. can taste that Christmas of yeah. a, of a green apple that kind of bite. Like a, a little bit of cinnamon, too. Like, you know, like you'd have some green apples with cinnamon, which is my favorite. Brown sugar. Oh, yeah. Now, this might just be because I have drank really... too much wine now, but I like it with the, <laughs> I like it with the milk chocolate pudding, too. Okay, that's what I wanted to try it with, too, because I was wondering if that would be good. Or if it would be good with, uh, like, ice cream. If, if I'm thinking if I've got green apples. Mm. Green apples. I don't know. This might be a good one to cook with. Yeah. It probably Put it would, over the apples. Yeah, 
with your cinnamon. The amount of flavors your, that's yes, in it. Brown, yes. they put it in brown sugar crust. Yeah. Like if you do uh, cinnamon apples, like they serve at places like Cotton mm-hmm. Patch and Cracker Barrel, those are one of my favorite things to get at those places. So I could see using this or in your, to um, prepare some of those. Maybe in yeah. your apple pie filling. Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. I think I'm going to give this a try with some dark chocolate. Wow. Oh, the milk chocolate's pretty good with it. I'm about to try some more. I don't think I like the dark chocolate quite as much with it. It it, it feels like there's a bitterness after mm-hmm. it. But that's probably just because dark chocolate is bitter. Yeah. But uh And but this the milk is not as good. uh sweet forward. Um, yeah, like it, it's more fruity. More of a subtle sweet. Yeah, it's more yes. fruity, fruit forward than it is the sweet. So okay, that wouldn't really okay. enhance that darker bitter. Okay. Well, what about price points on these? Uh, All right. So um, these are these run about sixteen bucks um, a bottle, and we actually have more varietals too. So we actually have red sangrias on there. Um, now you said sometimes these are hard to get. Is this something that you just have them right now and yeah, hopefully so, you have them for a while? But you Yeah, never we'll know. have them for a while. We'll keep getting them. Um, and I think because uh, this is this is a brand that grocery stores aren't going to be able to carry and um, Walmart's not going to be able to carry. Some of the big box chains are not able to carry these. So we buy this from, um, from a wholesaler. From the wholesalers, they're called... Artesian, and they're Oklahoma-based, and that's their job is to bring in really great wines, eclectic imports, anything huh. that are just for liquor stores um, for them to sell on that smaller scale. Well, I definitely see why box stores can't uh, can't usually sell things like this. For one, they may not have the clientele Absolutely. looking for it, and two, they have to continue to order things that they can do repeat orders on yeah whereas when you're in when you're in walmart you're shopping based on price point more than anything else maybe convenience if you're if you live uh, somewhere like chickasha that has 24-hour walmart and you get off work at 12 o'clock at night it's the only place you're going to grocery shop before you go to bed and you're when you shop at walmart for these you're you know i stopped in at ours the other day just to kind of look to see what they had again because normally i don't you know i Sizing up the competition. Um, but that's what I noticed. You know, I got I went back to my store and <laughs> said, Wow, you know, they don't have much. Like, yeah. okay, it looks like a lot, um, but it's all the same thing. Yeah, when you really it's look basically at it, yeah. all of the same thing. So all of the really, you know, if you wanna if you wanna grow and try some new stuff. Um, that's not where you're going to shop. Now, if you yeah. are going to live on cupcake for the rest of your life, then, <laughs> well, I mean, you know. It's just like, um, you know, if somebody's looking to, to buy a 30-pack of Budweiser, they're yeah. not going to go to the liquor store to buy it. You yeah. Know? They're yeah. going to go to Walmart where it's cheaper exactly. or whatever, or Walmart yeah. or, you know, whatever. If you want that F5 or you want some special yeah. beer that nobody, you know, there's not a lot of places that – that's kind of where you're gonna yeah. where you're gonna make your hay. You yeah. Know? There's there's 
like I said, there's buying based on price, mm-hmm. and then there's buying based on quality. Yeah. And so, you know, you guys know yeah. your uh, know your clientele, you know your customers. Yeah, so. absolutely. Well, and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that your customers are probably more the kind that are intentional buyers, mm-hmm. whereas there are a lot of people at Walmart, they'll see it, and they'll be like, oh, well, that don't right, cost much. It, yeah. I'll just grab, I'll I'll grab some of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for, yeah. you know, three bucks, how can I go wrong? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are so many ways. And it is convenience. <laughs> you know, it's like everything. Pros and cons. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, everything has its place and its purpose. And, and, and ours is definitely to, um, you know, really meet the needs of our customers and what they like. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's been a problem in Anadarko for quite a while is there's there wasn't really a lot of um, – there wasn't a lot of variety. Yeah. You know, it was it was those – I think there was three liquor stores in town at the time, but – it wasn't really anything that set any of them apart from the others, yeah. except for one had a little more beer because it was a bigger place. Mm-hmm. It was just a bigger spot, you know. But even then, if you went in, you, you know, chances are probably 80% of the businesses in Anadarko, you're going to be greeted by somebody that looks like they don't even want to be there. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that's a problem. But I know every time I go into you guys' stores, there's always somebody there smiling. Most of the time, they know you by name. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're like, hey, how you, you know, and yeah. uh, they already know what you want and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, that might that, even have it on the counter yeah, for you already. Yeah, I already have it sitting there waiting on <laughs> you. Waiting on you. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's the yeah. experience that you get when you go to the, the small hometown liquor store as yeah. opposed to the huge mega, you know, get everything you need in yeah. one in one place, but, you know. Yeah. Just well, take what you can get. And that is probably the biggest difference. A lot of these box stores, they don't have to have customer service because people are going there because they can't afford to go anywhere else. Oh, yeah. But for me, I like to support um, a homegrown business, a small town, mm-hmm. small business owner, just because they're putting a lot of effort into making sure they can build their business and their clientele. A lot of time I've had experiences with small business owners, they'll go out of your way and they may not even profit a lot from certain things they find for you, but they know you're going to come back because Just they because did that. that. Yeah. They went that the extra mile service. for you. Yeah. You know, they got a lot, they have more at stake too. When you're, you know, when you go into a small business, they're usually, they're not only supporting their family, um, you know, the, what they're doing is supporting their own family. And then, you know, the people that are working there, they're supporting their family. And so, you know, that that's their livelihood. So they're going to do whatever they can, you know, to make sure their customers are happy where, you know, you've got big chains and it's, you know, it's we're going to make money. Well, that's, that's so that's so important just to the local economy yeah. in itself. I mean, you know, as many people that work in the convenience store and the liquor store and, you know, those different properties like that. Um, that money goes out into Anadarko. They take, they get their paycheck. Mm-hmm. They're going to pay their rent. They're going to pay, you know, electricity. They're paying their car payment yeah. at, you know, whatever, you know, buy here, pay here, car place that they got their, yeah. their car at, you know, <laughs> during tax time or whatever. But, but that, also, that's staying in Anadarko. Yeah. That money is staying there. They're going know? to the it's Indian going, Taco yeah. fundraiser sales yeah. to help teams. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're teams going, going to state or somebody, exactly. you know, somebody that has cancer that needs yeah. money for, for the, radiation. Or the whatever. local yeah. events and the things, there's a lot of fundraising that go on in communities. Yeah. And I think it's probably nationwide now. It's not just here, but... Um, 
because the economy is is hard yeah. on a lot of people and communities that can come together with those kind of things. Yeah. And a lot of the time, small business owners may not be able to just write a check for something, but they can say, well, we can give you Offer this. some sort of services. We can or offer something. this or, you know, be like, we can give you, you can raffle off, you know, this from our store or our business, a service. And that's what builds communities. Yeah. It, it, small business owners like you all. Yeah, and I don't know how many of our listeners have ever noticed, um, too, about those. You know, you're talking about those fundraising things. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, small business owners in the community, they don't have their hands tied. So when, you know, when a lot, like a lot of people come into us, both stores, you know, we're doing this. How can you help us? Um, it's real easy for us to say, okay, well, we can do this. Uh, but it, when you go to big chains, oh, yeah. their hands are tied. You know, yeah. they've got a lot of things in there. And so, yeah, so usually they aren't giving. You know, yeah. even but, if you but guys your are local just, businesses just are. donating ice and drinks or yeah. something. You know? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's really important. I think a lot of that yeah. is overlooked. And yeah, um, you know, stay small. You know, go to your hometown, yeah. your hometown businesses, whether it's uh, Warrior Mart or or Better Spirits or whatever. You know, in your town, whether it's the you know the little bookstore on the mm-hmm. corner or. Um, yeah. You know, place. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little hometown diner. <laughs> hometown something diner, that's, yeah. That's hometown chain. diners, yeah. you can find a lot of really good food and good people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I think a, another thing, and here we'll just call this my minimalist minute for a moment, but <laughs> if people would look at the fact that they don't need as many possessions and as many things as they think they do, paying a little extra to support a small town, small business is worth it in the long run because you're really supporting your community. It's not going to a corporation. It's not going to, you know, a family or a board of directors yeah. that have never heard of where you're from and yeah. don't care about you or your family yeah. individually. Yeah. So I'll get off that soapbox. But, <laughs> you know, um, so with these we, particular yeah, things we that you may have, have had just a little bitty a little bit too many glasses. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think we're we're conversing yes. on a going. whole different plane now. <laughs> But uh, isn't that really what what wine is all about? Though? I mean, you know, you sip it, you have conversation, you have intelligent conversation. Yeah. Yes. You know, so you become absolutely. a little less inhibited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For some of us, that can be scary. <laughs> <laughs> right. So today we had sangrias, yes. which are not red. Um, they're actually a little yeah. pink one. We had a, rose, a little golden one, a, a rosé, yeah. and a little frizzante. Um, some Lolia rose with hibiscus flower and ginger, which was great. It's a little yeah, sparkly. Actually, nice. it was a lot sparkly. Frizzante. Yep. And then we had our original Lolia number three that was the white wine with wild apples and elderberry flowers. Wow. Um, and a little bit of ginger that, again, I think, I don't know. What do you guys think? Can you, could you use this to yeah, enhance? I could. I think I could drink either one of these. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm not a big wine guy. Uh, I'll drink. I like beer. I like you know dark liquor stuff like that. But you know, this is this is actually drinkable. It's palatable. Yeah. You know, and and eating you know food and drinking wine is something that um, maybe I could see myself doing at some point. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm ready to jump off that cliff yet. <laughs> um, I still like I still like me a good stout beer, good IPA <laughs> or something with my with my steak. But you know. But if someone brought these to the lake, oh yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> oh definitely, oh yeah, I'd, with I'd a pick, big round I'd, steak. I may, yeah, I may, uh, I may pick this over your standard, um, 
you know, regular yeah. beer. Reg- yeah. You're domestic. Yes. Yeah. Well, it, you know, it's it's real interesting to me that I've never been much on wine, but uh, as hard as liquor goes, I've always been more of a fan of vodka. And I think that I'm seeing similarities between a lot of these wines yeah. and vodka, and that's probably why I'm, I'm taking to them quite well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. All right. So today we did a little bit of sangria with some sparkling frizzante Italian wines. Frizzante. Um, so, and we want to, if you have any questions, you can find these at Better Spirits. Uh, you can ask anyone there for help in finding these or any other things that you may have heard on Sip Happens. And we want to thank you for joining us. So be sure to catch us every week on Talk Jive Radio at talkjive.org at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time every Saturday. You can also catch up on past episodes of Sip Happens by visiting the Talk Jive Radio podcast page at talkjive.org. Until next week, thank you for listening to Sip Happens only on Talk Jive Radio, Indigenous and Independent.